Your best life is more rewarding when you become a member of Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. You can earn MyPlus rewards points for everyday purchases and banking activities. You even earn 3,000 MyPlus rewards points when you open your membership with Affinity Plus. MyPlus Rewards offers the potential to rack up major points and even bigger rewards. Use your points on vacation getaways, discounted rates on Affinity Plus car loans, gift cards from popular stores and restaurants, and cash back. Or pay those points forward with charitable donations. You've got a lot of great choices with Affinity Plus and MyPlus Rewards. Stop by the Brainerd Lakes branch in Baxter to learn more about your MyPlus Rewards earning power. Affinity Plus is federally insured by NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas and my guests today are from Camp Ripley. Uh, with us in the studio, Mr. Tony Housie. He is the Camp Ripley in Camp Ripley Public Affairs and also Major Adam Stock, officer in charge, Camp Ripley Range Control Office. Gentlemen, welcome to Community Focus. Welcome. Good afternoon. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so I'll ask right away for our listeners that are not familiar, uh, Major Stock, uh, what is the... Uh, uh, what is the Camp Ripley range control, or what do you do in your office? Uh, well, I, I get one of the best jobs in the in the Minnesota National Guard. I get to manage the uh, the field training area, um, which is the majority of Camp Ripley. So there's about forty thousand plus acres um, that are full of live fire ranges and training areas and and places for soldiers to train, and I get to to manage that area and and make sure that uh, commanders get to uh, achieve their training objectives, you know, through the use of those facilities. So there, are there ranges for every different type of, if you will, uh, from tanks to firearms? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, the, the basic uh, weapon that our soldiers use is the M4 carbine or M16 rifle. We have ranges to shoot those from, you know, 25 meters up to uh, 300 meters, which is the qualification. And then uh, our largest range uh, is for, you know, uh, M1 tank qualifications, and that'll go out to about two kilometers. Wow. Yeah. And then in between, there are what? What do we have in, in this day and age? Howitzers and things like well, that? Well, absolutely. So yeah. there's there's field artillery pieces that are, you know, the biggest ones that we have are 155 millimeters. So they'll shoot, you know, up over up over everybody else's heads a couple miles maybe. Um, wow. Uh, and so, uh, um, yeah, from, you know, individual soldiers with their individual weapon um, and all kinds of Machine guns uh, ranging in different sizes and calibers up to that artillery that's shooting over the head. Um, we can also accommodate um, aerial gunnery from helicopters. Really? Yes. Yep. That's so fascinating. So managing all of that training area, making sure that nobody's going in, in, in a space where bullets <laughs> will be, those surface danger zones, whether it be large or small, and, and, uh, uh, and helicopters overhead and C-130s dropping uh um, pallets of supplies to practice that skill. So we, we also uh, work with the, the Air National Guard and, and, and Air Force Reserve. So a lot of things going on. You're a busy guy. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, you know, uh, and, I, and I have a, a really great staff, so uh, they help me manage what's going on downrange. And the obvious next question is, does this uh, training take place year-round? So, um, yes, it does, and, and, it, and it needs to. Um, uh, if you if you look back to the last fifteen to twenty years while we've been uh, fighting the the war on terror and, and whether it's been been Iraq or Afghanistan, a lot of those uh, locations are you know we focused on desert training, um, so we we got away from training year round in Minnesota. Uh, it's something that we used to be very good at was winter warfare training, um, 
But if you start looking at some of the new adversaries that the, the United States faces out there, they're in places that are not deserts. So um, we're getting back to um, training more in the winter. Um, and then sometimes training schedules just depending on the, the big event you have at the end of the year, you have, to, you have to shift all of your training to an earlier time and you can't just do it in fair weather. And so um, you'll see a lot of that training end up in you know the winter. Um, so one of the big things or one of the big challenges um, that we have this year is um, those tanks and the infantry fighting vehicles are going to have to shoot um, gunnery, which is kind of like the tank qualification. Okay. They have to do that in winter, so it it creates this big um, uh, this this full wide spectrum of challenges um, to support a tank. Uh, and you can imagine, you know, when when you get four to six inches of snow on the ground, and we always think, you know, at the beginning of the year, we mentioned that people forget how to drive in in the winter. <laughs> yes. Well, imagine a, a seventy ton tank going down a a, a, a hard packed snow trail. Or going up a ridge and you know you have a guy who only gets to drive it one weekend a month probably doesn't you know he's not going to be perfect at it the first time so very interesting some some very interesting dynamics and uh i would imagine even on snow i mean they have a a great tread but they slip and slide a little Uh, much like our vehicles absolutely (laughs) um and, and there there are ways to to keep it from slipping and sliding um and but, but like I said, whether it's the experience level of a guy who, who only gets uh, gets to drive it when he's uh, um, on uh, on a drill weekend, uh, but we also you know there are things that we can do to help that you know like similar that we would out uh, on our highways whether it's you know plowing the snow or spreading sand or you know and the army has different things between cleats and you know slow down sure is a big thing sure so yeah. But then with that as well, you know, so there are, there are guys who are in those tanks and those infantry fighting vehicles, and there are still the infantrymen and the engineers and, and, and artillery guys who are out on the ground, and they have to, you know, learn how to, to survive in the cold weather and the snow. So there will be guys out um, this weekend at Camp Ripley and the following weekend that will be, you know, doing patrols in the snow. Winter survival and Winter survival. Well. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. I do have a question for tanks and some of your artillery. Sure. Uh, I know the recoil has to be amazing. Does the snow complicate recoil issues? I mean, can the tank slide backwards a little, whereas in the summer on the ground it's uh, maybe doesn't have that issue? Is that such a thing or no? Um, it, it can. It's not a. It's not a huge consideration, but okay. it, but it but it does have some impact. You know, yeah. they have to plan for that. Yeah. And how about equipment? I know my car makes funny noises in the cold. Do you find the same thing with some of the gear that you're out in there? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of these, you know, most of the military vehicles are, are diesel powered. So you know, anybody who's driven a semi truck or a diesel motor, they 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 don't shut them off in the winter. Well, we have to because we can't leave them run an entire month in between training. Um, so we have an extensive winter startup procedure that uh, that just takes a lot of time. And the, one of the things that we we just have to focus on is not rushing into, you know, into training and making sure that we're doing the, the maintenance on these vehicles right and we're going through the, the, the pre-operation procedures so that they they start up and they can run. And, you know, an M1 tank, when the, when the uh, hydraulic fluid is cold, it might take it an hour or two before that actually warms up and we can spin the turret. And if we try to do it before that, it's just not going to work. Interesting. Yeah, fascinating. 
do other uh, organizations use your range? And I'm thinking primarily firearms, uh, law enforcement, and so on and so forth. Sure. And actually, uh, so law enforcement, um, police uh, stations, sheriff's department, emergency responders, they use our ranges. Um, coming up this winter and every uh, winter for many years, the Minnesota State Patrol uh, runs its uh, State Patrol Academy that starts in January and it runs all the way through May. So the State Patrol, any new troopers that are out there, as they go through the application process, they'll show up. And uh, yeah, they're one of our main users for a long period of time for uh, interagency partners. Um, and then other, whether it be Morrison County, Crow Wing County, Stearns, Hennepin, Minneapolis Police Department comes up, um, and they do a lot of weapons ranges because uh, there are things that they can do on Camp Ripley that, that they can't do and they can't practice, you know, in Minneapolis is just not a range big enough to get a uh, a large amount of their officers up to do training so they can get up here they can run a whole you know 20 30 40 officers through whatever training exercise they have to do um, in a fairly short amount of time and and they can they can get it done um, and then uh, another um, new thing new to us at least in the recent years um, is we've had a naval dive team come from uh, Virginia, and they are cutting holes in some of our lakes, and they're doing underwater, under ice diving wow. in the winter. So, again, this goes back to, you know, some of our adversaries that we see out there, potential adversaries. Um, they're in places where we have to learn how to or, or remember, relearn how to, how to fight in the winter. So the, the Navy is, is interested in underwater diving, and... One of those teams is coming out to us in, in this winter, and they'll cut some holes in the ice and go diving under the ice. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. Do they do that on the Mississippi or on some of the lakes that are embedded in the Camp Ripley uh, they'll, uh, they'll do that in our internal lakes. Yeah. yeah. The Mississippi, even in the winter, is flowing a little too fast for their comfort level. Yep. Um, and, <laughs> and, you know, depending on where you cut a hole in the Mississippi, we all know it could be a foot deep or 10 feet deep. You never do know. So some of our lakes... You know, will range from 10 to 30 feet deep, and they kind of like to get that depth, and so they can get down there and and uh, do what they need to do and practice their salvage skills or you know, yeah, uh, some of those skills. Interesting. Um, I have a friend who for years did winter camping. Is camping out part of the training that goes on there? Um. So. Yes, uh, some of the units will will camp. Um, they the one of the things that is, has taken place on Camp Ripley in the state of Minnesota for um, I think they're on the forty seventh year now is the Norwegian Exchange. Yes, and so um, the our National Guard and the Norwegian Home Guard will will send approximately a hundred soldiers in each other's uh, direction, and so the Norwegians will come here and we'll do winter training with them, and, and we will do winter training with, uh, with the Norwegians. Um, as far as, like, uh, the 1st Armored Brigade Combat Team that's doing their gunnery, um, one of the things they're trying to avoid is having soldiers sleep in the snow, so they're setting up tents, um, they're, they're coming up with these uh, ways to support range operations um, um, on Camp Ripley. So yeah. there's some camping. Yeah. Uh, in, in, you know, overnight, but yeah. not not in snow caves, at least not right now. <laughs> okay. Um, and then are there other outdoor programs that take place at camp during the winter months? Sure. Um, it, fall and, and winter, and then and there's some in the spring as well. 
Um, Camp Ripley is a is a state wildlife preserve, um, and so we have to manage the the population of the species on on Camp Ripley. Um, and two of the main species that we manage are deer and turkey. And so there's four hunts every fall and winter uh, for deer. Um, there's well, really five. There's the disabled American veterans hunt and the deployed soldier archery hunt. There's two public archery hunts, which are uh, fairly popular. Those are open to anybody in the state of Minnesota who wants to come up and hunt. And then there's a, uh, a deployed soldier muzzleloader hunt, you know. So um, those are ways that um, we manage the hunts. And they're, they're, some of them are relatively successful. Um, I, I should, they are all relatively successful in, in in regard to getting the population to where it needs to be. Um, so uh, this year there was about a, a 10 to 15% success rate on the um, uh, the open archery hunts, but a lot of those guys are looking for that big trophy buck. You know, there's, there's only about a dozen days any given year that deer hunted on Camp Ripley. So um, they don't get a lot of pressure, and, and with that and because of the nature of a lot of the hunters who come up here are relatively relatively selective you get some um you get a better average of those those trophy bucks that's pretty cool yeah yeah um also uh it seems to me i know anthony you talked about this before but uh the biathlon training right is so snow dependent that i'm thinking this year with the early snow are we uh, thumbs up on the biathlon yeah, training? Yeah, we've even gotten the thumbs up from Vermont. So when it comes to snow, that's the place to get it from, I think. So <laughs> uh, so we will host the regional, uh, Region 4 biathlon uh, in the middle of January uh, on Camp Ripley, which uh, everybody is excited about. It's, uh, you know, it's been probably about seven years since we've had enough snow to host a, a good biathlon. Now we're off to a good start with this weather and uh, we're looking forward to the rest of it. Now, uh, those of us that uh, love to watch the Winter Olympics uh, know what the biathlon is all about. But for right. our listeners that might not know, explain this. And this is a uh, inter-service department uh, competition, uh, if you will. It, it, it is, yeah. Like, especially with this uh, championship here, this is National Guard specific, so it is both Army and Air. Okay. Uh, and they are from all over the country. Uh, we're uh, This year we're just ho- hosting our region, which is uh, kind of the Midwest uh, in the eight state area here, and um, yeah, the the biathlon is a, a competitive cross country skiing, but it it also incorporates uh, marksmanship. So you ski your uh, lap or or whatnot, and that can be anywhere from two to five kilometers. And then you try to control your breathing and control all your faculties and and uh, get behind the weapon that you're carrying and fire uh, five rounds. And depending on on how you score with that, you might have to do extra laps or, or whatever the case. But uh, it, it is a uh, it, it is it is a, an opportunity to uh, practice all those skills that the military depends on, um, not just the not just the marksmanship, but the uh, control and the responsibility and strategy and everything else. Yeah, sounds like very interesting training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's uh, as he mentioned the the regional. Um, competition will be hosted at Camp Ripley and the the national can rotate around it's usually uh hosted out in Vermont but uh it it could be you know in years to come depending on on the weather and the snow it it could end up at Camp Ripley good yeah we've always flip-flopped um weather dependent but yeah yeah Yeah. 
Because you wouldn't think that Minnesota would have a problem hosting a cross-country ski meet, but <laughs> every now and then, yeah, every couple of years, we, we do. So. I, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, I would think, do the Norwegians ever help you train for this? Because it seems every year in the Olympics, that's the country that wins that they, competition. They, yeah, when we've, we, we always um, – when they come over in the, in, during the Norwegian exchange, we have that event as part of our – training schedule and usually it's the youth that help us out with that and the youth make all the uh, all the o- older guys all, all the veterans and whatnot look pretty sad because they just run and and ski and shoot like uh, like they're hardly taking a breath so they do an amazing job and it's a it's a fun event to watch all right uh, a couple of quick questions are there uh, events that take place during the holidays at Camp Ripley so a couple of events. Um, one, our uh, um, the staff at Camp Ripley will pick up gift tags um, from the local area, and, and what that is is you know people who are in need or a little down on their luck, they go and they they fill out a gift tag. Hey, my kid would like whatever toy or present for the holidays. Well, Camp Ripley picks up 100 of those, and then the the employees of Camp Ripley, whether they're uh, Army soldiers or um, technicians or mechanics or contractors or whatever it is, they can take those home and, and help out the community by buying that gift tag, filling it out, filling the, fulfilling the request, and then, and then bringing that back. Nice. Um, so another thing that uh, uh, takes place on Camp Ripley is the annual food drive. Um, so it's, it's kind of a competition of sorts amongst the, the directorates where, uh, you know, the employees will bring in, you know, the canned foods or box food or non-perishable items, and then we uh, uh, spread those around each year to uh, local food shelves, whether it be Little Falls or Brainerd or Baxter or, or, or any number of places. Um, yeah, the uh, Reese for the Fallen event is actually yeah, coming, coming up. up uh, this that's this, this weekend. This weekend, it? yeah. yeah. So it'll be on the 14th at 11 o'clock at the Minnesota State Veterans Cemetery uh, in in Little Falls. It'll also be in Preston and Duluth uh, at the same time. Um, laying wreath markers down. And I think there's a little better than 5,000 markers out there, and there's a just a warm reception from the community. I mean, folks come out from all over, uh, and it really, after the ceremony, they go to place wreaths, and it really doesn't take that long because it's, uh, it's an amazing sight to see. Yeah. Uh, we had the folks in from Wreaths for the Fallen uh, earlier this year, and I know you can go to wreathsforthefallen.org mm-hmm. if you want to volunteer to be one of those that... Uh, places the wreaths. That's right. Yeah. Very good. Well, gentlemen, thank you for being here today to talk about some of the winter activities at Camp Ripley. So uh, one thing we know, we will be hearing some more booming uh, throughout the winter months. Yeah. So there will be some booming that we're not used to during the winter months. And uh, sometimes the weather has a little bit uh, to, to say on, on how those booms are either louder <laughs> or quieter. But, right. uh, you know, just 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 so you know, we, we have to do that um, because of the, the training that we have to do and the missions that we have to fulfill for our nation. So um, we, uh, we always want to be a good neighbor. We don't want um, people to, to be unsettled, but sometimes we just have to do it. Well, it's good that you're here to let people know it will be happening. That's what it's all about. <laughs> yes, indeed. Thanks again for being here today. Right, we appreciate it and have a Merry Christmas. Merry you Christmas. Too. Our guests today include uh, Anthony Housie. He is the... Uh, in the Camp Ripley Public Affairs Office, and Major Adam Stock, officer in charge at the Camp Ripley uh, Range Control Office. I'm Ken Thomas, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs are available anytime on our website, 
And that is 1067wjjy.com. That's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. You can also find our community focus programs on our downloadable app that's free to download. And that's powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.